This edition of Steve Adubato Uncut, the podcast, has been made possible by the New Jersey Sharing Network, Hackensack Meridian Health, and Summit Health. Hi, I'm Steve Adubato, uh, and we are honored to welcome when this new set, I don't know when this show is going to air, but this is a new set, new look, but the same congressman, Frank Pallone, who is, in fact, the chair of the House Energy and Commerce Committee. That's a very important committee to deal with energy policy, policy, environmental policy, a whole range of things. Congressman, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Steve. Good to see you. Good to see you. Congressman, let me ask you this. The most pressing issue in the Biden $1.6 trillion, excuse me, $1.8 trillion stimulus package as it relates to environmental and energy policy. Please uh, educate us. Well, I mean, this uh, the American Rescue Plan, as you know, is designed to do two things. One, to basically crush the COVID virus, and the other is to bring the economy back. And I think it's going to go a long way towards accomplishing that. I mean, the one thing that we have now that we never had before, Steve, under Trump, was a national plan to uh, basically get out vaccines, get out testing supplies, uh, do whatever is necessary. I mean, under Trump, it was basically every state was on their own, and that was part of the problem is there was no coordinated national effort. So I think that's the most important thing, because if you don't crush the virus, the economy will not come back. Let's do, you know, this climate change, I don't want to call it a thing, but for some people it's a thing. And I've asked you this before when you've joined us. Make the climate change argument real, substantive, relevant for people, so it's not some abstract conversation where people are quoting the scientist who believes what they think they believe to try to prove a point, which isn't productive. No, you're absolutely right. And we have this bill that this is a bill, of course, that we propose that we're going to try to move called the Clean Future Act. And right. this is our response to climate, uh, our climate action plan, if you will. But you're absolutely right. If you talk to people about uh, you know, like uh, one of those sci-fi movies where, you know, the Statue of Liberty is going underwater and 100-foot waves are hitting Manhattan, uh, they think you're crazy. And so you have to bring it down to the level where, you know, this affects your health because, you know, people that have, you know, and, and weather patterns, in other words, that it's a health and safety issue. Uh, you know, and if, if you look at the Jersey Shore where I am, you know, we know the sea level is rising, right? And we know that, um, uh, you know, uh, People's health are being impacted by these greenhouse cases. If you have asthma, you have serious respiratory problems, you know, you're not going to, you know, you're going to have a harder time breathing. So that's how you have to link it. I, I call it health and safety issues, not sort of catastrophic issues. You know, Congressman, um, I, I think you may have read this article, Tom Moran, we had on recently. By the way, check our website, steveautobato.org, will be on the screen. Tom Moran wrote a very compelling column recently. This political divide is awful for America and it's getting worse. Moran talks about, and it's by the way, on NJ.com, check it out. Moran says it isn't just a political divide anymore, Congressman. It is a divide of families, a divide of communities, a divide of we can't be with anyone who doesn't see the world the way we do, a divide educationally, et cetera, et cetera. Are we simply no longer the United States of America? And what would it take for us to, even if we disagree, believe we're fighting for the same country? Well, I mean, I think you're right, at, and at the same time as a caveat, right? In other words, if you talk to my mayors, you know, I represent Middlesex and Monmouth County. Monmouth County is largely Republican. The 6th right? Congressional District. I'm sorry, Congressman, I should have said that. The 6th Congressional District. 
Right. But if you talk to my county commissioners who are all Republican, or you talk to a lot of my mayors who, you know, maybe half of them are Republican, uh, you know, they are worried about uh, climate change for their own, you know, just like anyone else. Uh, you know, they see the problems with the sea level rise. They they understand the the reason to have more energy efficiency and, and resiliency, you know, to protect various facilities, whatever. And so there's there's a way really to deal with this that's very bipartisan. Uh, but unfortunately, I think, and I don't want to blame the media, but I mean, you know, you know how it is. A lot of people just watch Fox News or they watch uh, MSNBC. And, and if they they're really watch- smart, they watch PBS, but go ahead. <laughs> but you know what I mean? In other words, they just get, they have this ideological viewpoint. But I really don't think when it comes down to it, that we disagree. And so, you know, at the end of the year, we did this bill that had a lot of energy efficiency, resiliency, banned uh, hydrofluorocarbons, which is a main greenhouse gas. So we've actually been doing things to address climate action on a bipartisan basis. Congressman, beyond climate change, and you've you've done a tremendous job and people should, uh, your website so people can find out more about the Clean Future Act. Tell everyone your website so people can follow it, Congressman. It's just uh, polone.house.gov is the website, polone.house.gov, G-O-V. Got it. Now, let's talk about beyond climate change. Latest poll, I believe a a, a Pew poll, said that over 50 percent of Republican men say they will not take the COVID vaccine. And much of it is based on political ideology, a sense that this isn't science and that somehow they don't need it. That to me and most other reasonable people, says that we're looking at the same set of facts and having very different interpretations, which causes a whole range of division, not to mention the problems relating to getting to herd immunity. It's true. And and again, I think a lot of it is the decisions made at some national message level, you know, maybe by the Republican leadership that masks are not good and people shouldn't have to be vaccinated if they don't want to. And then, you know, then this sort of resonates throughout society. So, for example, we wanted to go back to have the House, you know, everybody show up in person on the House floor. But the speaker found out that 25 percent, probably mostly Republicans, have refused of the members of, of the House have refused to get vaccinated. So that means that we can't go. We can't. We still have to operate virtually. We're just Congressman, they refused. Well, we don't really know because, you know, it's a privacy issue, but it's 25 percent of the members of the House, according to this survey, have not have refused to take the vaccine. So this makes it very difficult for us to operate. I'll give you another example. You know, went to a funeral, uh, you know, guy who's a friend of mine who owns a funeral home. And he says that people make decisions about whether to mask, wear masks at the funeral based on ideology. So like if he's in a town where it's mostly Republican, a lot of the people come to the funeral parlor and refuse to wear a mask. On the other hand, if it's a Democratic town, they wear masks. So it's absurd. But I mean, this is what happens. But I think you just got to, you know, you just got to try to overcome it as best you can. But it's not easy. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, Steve. Last uh, minutes we have left. <clears throat> the Senate is split 50 50 the uh, with the Democrats controlling the vote with the vice president, um, former Senator Harris. The Democrats have a very narrow margin in the House. How narrow is that margin when it comes to Democrats who may not stick with Nancy Pelosi when it comes to difficult issues, particularly on the left, like Congressman Ocasio-Cortez? There's a division in the Democratic Party. There is, but I have to tell you, Steve, that it's kind of disappeared now because the majority is so narrow. So, like, 
we, you know, when we've been doing some of these major bills or even minor bills, a lot of those differences on the left and the right have disappeared. You know, there's also a blue dog caucus within the Democratic House. More conservative? Conservative, right. But but on all, but I think we only lost like one or two House members on the American Rescue Plan. So if anything, the narrowness has brought us more together, believe it or not. Congress, before I let you go, a few words to describe January 6th, the insurrection for you personally. Got 30 seconds. I, I was outside, you know, in my office watching it all, and it was very disturbing because I saw people climbing up the Capitol, you know, scaling the walls. And, you know, I just never thought that would happen. But, you know, again, I think we have to put everything in perspective. Look, there are people out there that want to destroy the government. They have to be exposed if they, and they have to be brought to justice. Uh, but, you know, they, I don't think they're typical of what America wants. And I think the reaction to it has been very much that, that this is awful and this shouldn't happen in a democracy. By the way, uh, there's going to be an investigation into this. We're also going to have a conversation with former Governor Tom Kane Sr., who headed up the 9-11 Commission with former Congressman Lee Hamilton, a Democrat, a Democrat and Republican. Let's only hope there is such a meaningful investigation of January 6th. Congressman Frank Pallone from the 6th Congressional District, the chair of the House Energy and uh, Commerce Committee. I want to thank you so much for joining us, Congressman. Thank you, Steve. Good to see you again. You got it. I'm Steve Adubato. We'll be right back. 